0: in Christ. I cannot tell you how excited I am to be back with you after being away for a few weeks, but I pray that you were able to just bask in the amazing podcast from the Gospel in Love by Alyssa White that I left with you each week during my absence because it was truly something that helps us on this journey of being hashtag Christ focused. I hope you pop that little plug of hashtag ChristFocused, beautiful t-shirt, but truly we are to be Christ-focused, and I praise God that you tune in every week in order to just get a little bit of nuggets that will help you, and they help me too, be Christ-focused. During the beginning of the pandemic, we had a Bible study at our church uh, led by our associate pastor pastor hood he did an amazing job unpacking this whole topic of homosexuality now don't worry don't don't tune out i'm not going to sit here and pull out what the bible says about homosexuality but what i am going to do is pull out the reasons why you need to study for yourself it is imperative that we understand how to rightly divide and understand the Word of God for ourselves, not because someone else tells us what it says. Now, let me paint the backdrop a little bit for you. In this class that I referred to, we looked at a video by a young man by the name of Matthew Vines. He is a very prominent voice at that time that we are watching about why homosexuality is not a sin, but yet is acceptable by God. He started off saying that he removed himself from school and spent two years studying nothing but the word of God. He spent time studying manuscripts, language, history. So the first thing he he did, was he established that he was quote unquote credible to the audience then he played upon the emotions of those that were watching and listening to him in the audience he said things like i grew up in a loving christian home he said things like god is a loving god and he would want me to be happy there was such distortion but then here's the dangerous thing that happened He started quoting from God's word. His tenant belief and many in the LGBTQ community believe that the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah was dealing with hospitality. So he explains in great detail why he believes that the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah had nothing to do with homosexuality, but it had everything to do with hospitality. So here's the one verse that he pulls out. He goes to Ezekiel 16. He starts at 49 and ends at 49. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had arrogance, abundant food, and careless ease, But she did not help the poor and needy. Okay. So if you are in a congregation and a pastor stops and just reads that one verse and doesn't give any context, doesn't say what's before it, what comes after it, what's the history of it, leave. Read for yourself. Let me say that louder. Read for yourself. Because what happens is Let's go to 50. You know what? Before I even go to 50, let me add this. Reading verse 49, this gentleman made the argument. See, this is why it was destroyed. Did you hear anything about homosexuality in that? But then let's go to 50. I'm going to go back to 49 because it flows into 50. Behold, this was the guilt of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters had arrogance abundant food and careless ease, but she did not help the poor and needy. Thus, they were haughty and committed abominations before me. Therefore, I removed them when I saw it. We could do an in-depth word study on what abomination means, but we know that this is the sin of homosexuality. Now, again, I'm not here to debate I'm not here to lose my audience in some debate of homosexuality. Is it right or is it wrong? What I'm going to tell you, if you want to know if it's right or wrong, you need to go to the word of God because God makes it plain. So you don't have to get mad at me. Go to the word of God to see what God's word says about why he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah based on the sins of God. Bottom and Gomorrah, and the abominations that were happening there, that dealt with homosexuality. Now, the reason why I bring this to you today is because I feel as Christians we are on a spectrum. We have, so if you go with me, this spectrum. On one side, we will have a pastor say something that is blasphemous. That we know immediately is not from the word of God, even if we have very little understanding, but something just doesn't feel right. And that's our Holy Spirit saying, Oh, that doesn't sound right. If a pastor takes John 316 and said, Yes, he did give his only begotten son, but that was because they add something to it, you're like, I don't think there's anything added. And so we're like, no, I can't accept that. Then we go all the way to this side where we say whatever the pastor says is right. Whatever the pastor says, because pastor said, pastor said this. Now let me stop right here and say, I am in no way diminishing the shepherd that God has allowed to be in our churches because they are valuable and needed. I'm calling out the false ones, the ones that lead their sheep astray, their flock astray. Those are the ones that I'm referencing as I talk about everything that they say. Now, I will say this, and I love our pastor, Pastor Johnson. He always says, don't come and say, Pastor Johnson said, but he says, what does the word of God say? And he says, if people in the congregation start to do that, then his job is done because people are then relying on the word of God and not relying on the word of the pastor. We have an obligation to vet, to be that spectrum again. One end where we can discern, the other end we believe everything. We're all on somewhere in this spectrum where we either believe or we don't. Now, when I shared with you about Matthew Vines, that seemed like, oh, that's you know, easy. You know, he didn't read verse 50, he only read verse 49, taken out of context, blah 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 blah. But we still, if we're in a good church with a Bible teaching pastor, we still have to read for ourselves. My friend Mary and I were commenting on the sermon on Sunday where our pastor said from the pulpit that I want you to be in God's word so much that you turn to this and not me because I can get it wrong. I may change my belief on something after further study. I may have a better understanding or a different understanding years later of something that I shared. Who does that? That was amazingly transparent to be able to share that his desire is for us to stay in the word of God because we can easily Easily just take what we hear on a Sunday Walk out of the church or out of the church parking lot Or out of your living room if you're doing virtual And then put our Bibles down and say There it is But I want to encourage you If your pastor is preaching in Daniel You're in Daniel while he's reading, right? Stay in Daniel for the next few days I want you to bathe yourself in the scripture passage that he the shepherd gave to the flock much like a shepherd when they come to feed physically sometimes the sheep are they eating every single thing in that one moment sometimes little things will fall and they go back and graze a little bit more or they go back and they graze a little bit more that's what i'm saying that you and i just not you because you know what they say, but you point a finger this way, how many are pointing back at me? You and I need to graze on the word of God all week long. So for us specifically, we have been traveling through the book of Ephesians. If we're stopped in Ephesians 6:14 for a purpose, then I am to graze on that all week. I am to study the words i'm to look at the verb tenses i am to find out what god's word says because there's application for me there is application for me in god's word not because the pastor gave me here are the three application points which are awesome because that's your springboard but lord if the pastor gave me these what will you give me Woo! if the pastor gave me these what will you give me i get excited because i love studying the word of god i get so excited Because if you then go back and graze on his word, I guarantee you God is going to show you something that's for you because he does it every week. I love, love the fact that you and I can come together like this and study a little brief time in the word of God every single week and encourage one another to be Christ focused i love the fact that we just don't park in a verse but the fact is we look at the context the history what is going on now that is kind of a hint of something that's coming soon at the end of this year i'll have a huge announcement just remember the words i'm saying to you because there's going to be an announcement about how you're gonna be able to study the Bible and what that looks like for you and your family. I'm excited that God has given us a love story that all the answers are here. We're so quick, and I say we, to look around at the circumstances, look around for the answers, but then the answers are right here. So I want to encourage you, Just like that picture I gave you of when the shepherd feeds the sheep. Sometimes there's pieces that fall purposely. They fall because we can't, in our little mouths, take in every single thing. So we may pick it up and it may fall. Or sometimes the shepherd will scatter some around. We're to go back and graze on that. We're to go back and feast on that. We're to go back and just indulge in that because then we all grow as a body of Christ. We all grow. And then when you go back and you hear your pastor speak again, then you're able to discern and then you're able to lift him up as you're listening to God's word, not his. And you're able to rightly divide, that's my pastor's personality, great nuggets of wisdom, And then you're able to rightly divide. That is God's word right there. Amazing application. So if you will, this week, graze a little bit. Stop and graze. Until next time.